Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, you'd be surprised what you might find in your local river. Mudlarking is very popular in the UK, but there are some in Ireland keen on it too. It's essentially a sort of treasure hunting in a river. Joanna Keane is a mudlarker. Afternoon, Joanna. Hello, how are you? So, could you describe a typical day mudlarking to us? So, um, I would go out in my wellies and sometimes I would have gloves on and sometimes I would bring a tool with me for lightly scraping the surface. Um, I would go down towards the water's edge, usually as the tide is receding, um, so I can see what's being left behind. Um, And I'll work my way um, sort of wandering along the water's edge usually, just eyes down, keeping an eye out for anything that kind of jumps out at me as being like an unusual shape, something that doesn't quite fit in the natural environment. Um, And then I will crouch down and investigate what I've seen. And these would be rivers, would they? Yes. So um, my favourite spots are to go along the River Vartry um, in Wicklow Town Mm. and also along the Avoca River in Arklow. And would you do the same stretches of river or do you vary that? Um, I usually do the same stretches because you never know what's going to turn up on each sort of uh, on each tide. Okay, so these would be objects that would have been pushed in on the tide. Yes, that's right. So the water will bring them up and then leave them stranded. Okay, so they they would have would they have uh, uh, have initially come from the sea then? Uh, they might have been uh, come from. They might have come from the sea, but also just as likely that they were thrown directly into the river a long time ago. Yeah, and so how old uh, are some of the objects you found? Well, they can be anything from sort of thrown in last week to sort of going back to the 1700s. People throwing in sort of uh, broken dinnerware and dishes, so I can identify um, the pottery that's older. Probably the oldest kind of pottery that I find is called shell-edged pearlware, um, and that dates from the sort of 1780s onwards. Okay, and how well-preserved might it have been? Um, they're usually quite well-preserved, yeah, so you can still see the um, the patterns and the colour quite well. And is that the, has the water preserved them, or is it because they've been buried in mud? Um, well, the mud can help, so the mud is quite sort of anaerobic, so it can protect it to a certain extent. Yeah, and and would most of these objects be complete or is it kind of shards of things? No, it's usually um, broken items because they were usually thrown in because they were broken. So it's kind of the river was used as a rubbish dump, you know, before um, official landfills. Yeah, so uh, you're you're kind of treasure hunting, but also you're cleaning up the river a bit. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah, I like to take um, modern plastics, I find, home and recycle them as well. So not just about sort of treasure hunting for me it's about sort of you know cleaning up the foreshore as well yeah so you everything you find you bring with you um so some of the pieces um of pottery and an older glass um i might leave if i feel like i've got enough um in my collection but um plastic i'll always bring home just to recycle and for your collection are you looking for particular sorts of things um, so I've got a little bit of everything, but I specialise in finding bottles. Right, and do you have a lot of bottles? I do, yes, thousands. <laughs> How many is enough bottles, Joanna? That's the question. 
well, I'll let you know if I have to find out. <laughs> and have you ever have you ever found anything and you thought this might because you know, as I'm sure you know, there's a legal requirement if something is an artifact to kind of bring that to the uh, National Museum. But have you found anything along those lines? Uh, so the only item I've found that I've um, taken to the National Museum because I thought it would be of significance um, is a musket ball. Wow. And uh, did they take it from you? They did, yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, Most of the rest of the things that I find are kind of, you know, uh, 20th century um, sort of utilitarian bottles and things like that. Milk bottles from mm. the Dublin area, things like that. Yeah. But these, the, the, the much older bottles, you said, you mentioned the 1700s. You know, is it evident what kinds of things these bottles would have been used for? So bottles back then were often used for alcohol. Um, uh, unfortunately, the oldest bottle that I found is only dating back to the Victorian period. But I have found um, older shards um, and they would gen- typically be sort of alcoholic beverages. Yeah, though you, you, you did find a poison bottle, I understand. Yes, poison bottles are one of my favourites to find. And my favourite find ever is uh, an emerald green uh, round cross-section poison bottle from probably from the Victorian period. It's mouth-blown, so it's not a machine-made bottle, and it's got an applied lip as well, so it was it's handmade. And is there some sort of sign, a kind of skull and crossbones on it that, that indicates it's a poison bottle? So this one says not to be taken embossed on it. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, <laughs> let you know there. Now, and I also understand you, you found a full set of golf clubs. Yes, I have, yeah. Um, there were, I found the first golf club um, uh, on the foreshore of the Avoca River in Arklow. And I thought, oh, that's a bit unusual. Picked it up and put it on, put it to one side. Carried on walking, found a few more. Uh, and over a, a probably about a hundred meter stretch, I found twelve of them, um, and so I gathered them up and put them up on the side. I wasn't sure what I was going to do with them. I thought I might come back the following day to, mm. uh, with the car to pick them up, but uh, the following day they'd gone. So I'm guessing someone had found them and hopefully repurposed them. And, and were they completely rusty? No, they were in fairly good condition. Um, some of the sort of bindings on the handles had started to come away, but I would say that they hadn't been in there for too many years. Okay, and you found sets of dentures as well? I have, yeah. That must have been a, a rather eerie discovery to see a set of teeth grinning back up at you from uh, uh, beneath the mud. They, they, yeah, what it's were, quite strange. What, what were they made of? So, um, the older style dentures um, have very specific looking gums that are quite orange compared to the modern dentures that you'd get now uh, because the, those dentures, the gums were made of vulcanized rubber. So it's the same kind of rubber that you get on the gasket of uh, some types of stoppers from the sort of <laughs> early to mid 20th century, but they're quite orange. <laughs> uh, do you still have them? I do, yeah. In kind of nestled in between the bottles. Uh, to get people <laughs> yeah, now, I, proudly on display. I, I know this is huge. Mudlarking is hugely popular I- in England. Is it, it, it? Do many people do it in Ireland? Do you know? I haven't found many people in Ireland. Now it's quite a solitary activity for me over here. Mm. When I do go and visit London, um, 
I do have um, a permit from the Port of London Authority to mudlark on the Thames. So you're much more likely to bump into other people who are mudlarking there. And people are more likely to have heard of it and know what it is as well. Yeah. Do you need any sort of permit in Ireland? No. No. Okay. That's so interesting. Joanna Keane is a mudlarker. Thanks a million for talking to us today, Joanna. Thanks very much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.